Revelation chapter 4 was the throne room of heaven and it was radical because we've seen John, he's in heaven and he's in heaven now and he's looking at, you know, what God is showing him. The angel brought him these radical prophecies and we see he's on the island of Patmos. It's just so radical because he's just seeing what the Holy Spirit is showing him and showing him because God had a plan for him because of the, the, the things that he went through. You can see that John was forced to the island of Patmos. You know, they try to cook him in oil. And God allowed him to get to the island of Patmos so that he could be a uh, eye, uh, eye seer for the Lord in the end times. And here we are in the in the last days, the throne room of heaven. In chapter 4, we talked about the door standing open in heaven. And John seen this door. And he was like, wow, what an amazing, radical door. And the first voice that he heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. He said, saying, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. And that was the actual three sections that were divided in the church history and the seven periods of the church history in the last three chapters of Revelation chapter 1, 2, and 3. And now we move on. Last week we talked about the seven lamps. We talked about Isaiah chapter 11, the prophecy of Jesus, the sevenfold work of Jesus, you know, the, the, the complete work in Christ and how we could be redeemed and be uh, part of the uh, family of Jesus. You know, we are his children already. But we talked about the seven lamps. We talked about the seven spirits of God. More than just the Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're going to get into that. And we also talked about the, the living creatures. The, uh, you know, we talked about heaven, what it looked like, how radical it was, and how awesome it's going to be when we get there, and how we believers are going to be able to just zip and, and fly through the skies in heaven. I know it because I had a dream of that, man. I mean, you're thinking, well, so what if you had a dream of that? But the Bible says that. I mean, listen, we're going we're gonna to see it. But we talked about the four living creatures and the six wings, how they were full of the eyes and how I talked about the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and how they relate to the creatures. And we talked about how holy, holy, the Lord God Almighty. But now we're going to get into chapter uh, five. And this is a radical chapter because Revelation as the apocalyptic literature is so rad because the word revelation in Greek is apocalypsis. Okay? And this is a special kind of prophecy and it features what most people associate with the prophetic works of all kinds. It's dramatic symbol symbolic predictions, man, of the future. And it's, it's basically a vision, a prophetic vision from John. And... We see Daniel and Ezekiel and Zechariah, which are well, they were written around this they were written around the sixth century, but we could see how it comes up to pass and swam. It just capsulates John, man. So we're gonna get on, man. We're gonna start we're gonna get into this, man. And I'm gonna tell you something. I am very excited. Father, we come before you, Lord. <laughs> we ask, Lord, that you, Jesus. 
Father, we just come before you. We, Lord, we give you all the glory, Lord. And we just pray that during this chapter 5 of Revelation that you speak to us, Father. We know that you're the Lamb of God. You are the one, Father. So give us your wisdom. Lord, Holy Spirit, come, Father, now and teach us your precious word. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, welcome to Growing in His Word, man. <laughs> I'm excited. There's a lot of things going on, man. A lot of things going on in this world. Uh, and so now we're getting into chapter 5, and it says where the angel, the lamb, I'm sorry, the lamb takes the scroll, and I saw the in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Now remember the word Hebrew, and the word Hebrew seven is Sheva, okay? So we have Sheva seals, seven seals, and verse 2 says, Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. <laughs> this is radical. Listen, it's not very hard to understand, believers. It's, really, it's, it's quite simple. I'm going to break it down to you, man, like I got broken down to in college. But I'm going to give it to you more of a better approach because it's more verse by verse. And that's what we need to stick to. Listen, we're living in the end, man. Lollipop churches are springing up. They're just smoking mirrors, movie theaters and popcorns full of churches. And God says, look, I don't want that. I do want the, the, the fellowship, the, the Konanian, the Greek word for Konanian, the fellowship that, you know, he wants us to come together. But he doesn't want us to go to these smoke mirror satellite uh, preacher churches where you get to see the pastor on the screen from his living room while he's, you know, preaching to all these people like he's some, you know, radical guy that's anointed by, ooh, you know. Listen, man, this is crazy the way we're going, man. I don't see it happening any much longer, but... You're thinking, well, what's this have to do with chapter 5? Oh, it has a lot to do with chapter 5 because <laughs> we're going to show you. The Lord is. You know, we have pastors, we have deacons, we have elders. But the real true elders are in heaven. And the real deacon and the real pastor, the real lamb of God. The real person that is anointed and that is worthy is Jesus Christ. Isn't it radical? Because he loves us so much that he's telling John right now, look at this. He says, and I saw the, I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne of a scroll of, of it uh, on the throne. Look, he's on the throne. John is saying, and I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll. Now it was written inside and on the back. I have an old scroll that is written in, I believe, you know, a lot of people talk about paper, but I have a scroll that's written in deerskin. So, uh, you know, us Hebrews would take the, the skin, dry it out, and we would write uh, the deerskin, the word of God. Okay? Paper crumbles. Deerskin, it lasts longer. I still got it. It's a scroll. Can't roll it up, though, because, you know, it's... It's been laminated, but here's the deal, man. Verse 2 says, Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. So here we are. John is on the right. I mean, John's seeing that, that, uh, that you know, 
the right hand of him who sat on the throne of a scroll written inside on the, on the back, sealed with seven seals. Now, then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. So I wept much. Okay, he cried. John cried because he was dis disappointed. John thought he was going to be revealed the new chapter of what God wanted. These seals. Well, these seals are so powerful and so important that God's going to hold on to them until the end, end of, of time. These seals are not going to be open. They cannot be read until the seals have been opened. The scrolls apparently contain the judgments and redemption. <laughs> In the later chapters, it's going to be shown. But it may also be the scroll that was sealed in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. Remember that? But I think it's because God wants to open this seal himself. This is only for Jesus Christ. He's only worthy. Listen, believers, Jesus Christ has a plan for us. That's why the seal is not open. No man could find it. No man was worthy, not even the angels. And so he wept so much, John did. And he, was, he said, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to the men, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose its, lose its seven seals. Who? Who is the lion? Listen, who is the, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? It's simple. It's Jesus Christ. Listen. The blessing of returning to God in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 1 talks about the redemption of future redemption of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's amazing because we believers need to understand that God is more than in control. And John here is seeing God. He's seeing heaven, I mean. And he's seeing that the angel can't even loose it. He's seeing that man can't even open it. And he wants to know. It's like the net. It's like he want, everybody wants to know. He wants to know. So I wept so much, no one was, was, was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. This root of David has prevailed to open the scrolls and to loose the seven seals. And I looked and I behold in the midst of the throne and one of the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. What is this seven eyes? The eyes of Revelation chapter five, the eyes are the wisdom. The Bible talks about eyes. The wisdom is referred to as the eyes. Listen, Jesus Christ never sleeps. He's always up 24 hours a day, man. He's like, he's beyond you could ever imagine. His love and mercy, it, it just, it goes so long, man. And it stretches so far that it goes, boom. And it stops. Israel rejected Jesus Christ. 
But there's going to be a remnant of the Messianic church who will be left there to uh, restore and bless and love. Israel is a beautiful democracy and beautiful Jewish state. But God's everlasting love is so radical. His love for us, you can never imagine how much He loves us. And it's amazing. But let me tell you this, my friends. <clears throat> the seven, the uh, eyes of the wisdom and the lamb and the horns, the horns are the power of God. The seven horns and the seven eyes. We see, we see the throne of the four living creatures, but we see the seven horns and the seven eyes. Believers, this is radical because you have the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of the hymn who sat on the throne. Listen to me. This is important. Believers, the seven eyes of the Lord, man, this is a picture of the omniscience that was profited in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. Okay? You can see, uh, you can see where it says in Zechariah 4, 10, it says, For he who has despised the day of small things. Zechariah 4, 10 says, For he, listen, for who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the, the plumb line in the hand of, of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. <laughs> Listen. Zechariah 3, 9. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon the stones are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave its, its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove it, the iniquity of the land in one day. Listen, this is radical. This is where it's at. Believers, you got to understand something, man. The seven eyes of the Lord, this is, a, this is radical because the horns are, are the power and, and we're talking about Jesus Christ. Worthy is the Lamb. Seven spirits. In Greek, it's hepta. Hepta. Punumuta. Punumuta. It's, 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 it's sevenfold spirit, man. It's, it's not just only the Holy Spirit. Okay. It's the description of the divine spirits. It's, it's the sevenfold energy of the Holy Spirit. The perfect, complete, and universal energy, man. The, this, is the, this is the radical. The Spirit of God is, is one in His essence, but numerous in His gracious influences. Believers, listen to me. Jesus Christ has a plan for you. This isn't about destruction and, and, and chaos and wow, look out, man, here comes a bomb. Man, this is about Jesus Christ in the end time to the saints. He's saying, bring me those prayers. Bring me those prayers. Bring them to the elders and let the elders, I'll take them. God says, bring them to me. And I believe in my heart that the whole heaven shakes when we pray to Jesus Christ because he says, wow, this is what I want. He wants to be praised. So many believers, they don't pray. 
and they gather for a day and then they go back to, they revert back to their life of alcohol, whatever they do, their sinful lifestyle, and they forget about, uh, you know, every day is the day of the Lord. And I had a friend of mine, you know, years ago, he, we, I would always turn the worship music on and oh, he would get angry. You could talk about anything you wanted to, man. But don't turn that worship music on. <laughs> you see the problem with that? What's he going to do when he stands before God? Oh, you're judging. Oh, no, I've talked to him and he now uh, loves the Lord Jesus and knows that he has been born again. But what I'm saying is, is we need to get ready. Verse 8 says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and, open, and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us. To God by your blood. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have, and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Wow, what an amazing, radical statement is that. Jesus Christ died for us. You see, this is the redemption, man, that we have in Jesus Christ. This, this chapter is talking about God owns the title to the earth, but Satan is in, in, in the earth with his demons who want to try to ruin us and destroy us and rob our joy and take our fellowship away from Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you this, he's already lost at the cross. He already lost, my friends. You don't got to submit to anything but Jesus Christ and only Christ. Believers, this is the redemption. Jesus Christ came and he died for us. Your blood, it says, and out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, verse 10 says, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth, and we will. We will. There's going to come a time in Revelation where I teach you how we're going to be on the earth. For that, We're going to talk about the feast with Jesus Christ. But Jesus is coming back. He's coming back for his church. I guarantee nobody knows what this scroll says because he doesn't want anyone to know. Listen to this because he's coming back. Listen, believers, verse 11 says, And I looked and I heard the voice from many angels, okay, around. And the throne, the living creatures, and the elders, and the numbers of them was 10,000 times 10,000. And thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength, and honor, and glory, and blessings. Listen to this. Wow, I'm excited. And Jesus Christ was slain for us. We're going to talk about that in Revelations 4.11. You know, He's redeemed us. We have redemption in Christ. Blessing and honor, man. Glory to Jesus Christ for what He's done for us. We are new. God has made us new. Believers, listen. It says, uh, I'm going to be with Jesus, man, one day, and we're going to stand before God. And every, listen to this, man. It says, it says right here in verse, it says it right here, man, in verse 11. Then I looked and I heard a voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and a thousand, a thousand saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain 
Wow, worthy is the lamb who was slain. This, my friend, is amazing because it says to receive power and riches and wisdom. Wisdom only comes from Jesus and strength and honor and glory and blessings and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them. I heard saying, blessing and honor to glory and power. Listen, believers, be to him, not us, who sits on the throne and the Lamb forever and ever. And if you came here to be scared into Jesus' arms, it's not going to happen. The Bible here is verse by verse, and it says, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen, and the 24 elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. Listen, believers, we can live forever and ever. We have Jesus Christ. He's redeemed us. The lamb was slain. Christ was slain for us. We have redemption through Jesus. We have a radical God that, that is beyond measures. He could do all things. He is Radical. John was here and he was looking and he was thinking to my, he was saying, I, well, he, he was upset because he, he didn't know what God, the seals that would be opened. He couldn't see it. Only God was worthy enough to open it. It's amazing because sometimes we don't understand things and God does. Believers, listen. You know, what John saw was the lamb. Okay? And the lamb had the marks of sacrifice on it. The coming judgment is going to be beginning in chapter 6. You see, and this is the this is this dictates of what's going to happen in 6. And it's administered by the lamb who already offered an escape from judgment. By taking judgment upon himself, the judgment will come upon the world that hates the lamb and all who stands for him. And whoever rejects him will not escape. Believers, listen to me. We know that the connection between prayer and, and incense is shown in Psalms, four, in Psalms uh, 141 2. It says, Let my prayers be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands of the evening sacrifice. Listen, believers, incense has a, it's got a pleasing aroma. It, it ascends to heaven and it, it, and it, it needs fire before it is ever in, even in any use. God loves us. We need to sing this new song, man. This is what God is saying. He's saying, those who have seen most of God in the world are most desirous to see more. And those who have seen his glory desires to know his will. Glory only belongs to Jesus. But good men may be too eager and too hasty to look into the mysteries of divine conduct. But believers, such desires not presently answered turn to grief and sorrow. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain. Receive Jesus and receive eternal salvation. Believers, listen. We may never know. No one knows what the scroll says. 
But we don't have to weep like John because we know that God is in control. And we see the creatures in the midst of the elders. And we see how they stood a lamb as though it had been slain. We see the seven horns. We see the seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. We have the Holy Spirit. It's more than just the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus Christ to enter. We have Jesus for everything, believers. But the section details the opening of the seven seals on the scroll by the Lamb who was found worthy. The scroll cannot be opened and read until all the seals have been broken. And we know that God is in control and eventually God will pour his judgment out that are contained in the scroll. The unsealing of the scroll follows basically the general pattern of the signs that are the beginning of sorrows. And I believe in my heart that we are in Matthew 24, Matthew 24, 1 to 31. I believe we are in the sorrows before the tribulation begins. <laughs> I think that we uh, are coming to the end where God is going to rapture the church as we've seen in chapter 4, the door is open in heaven. And I see the end coming soon. And I see us believers getting ready. We need to be ready. Because we don't know the hour or the time or the day. But we know that the signs are here. And we need to focus on the love of Christ. And not be scared into Jesus' arms. But be loved into his arms. We need to be doers of the word, not only hearers. We need to get out there and love others, serve others, and get off out of the church and onto the streets and give God's grace and mercy to the dying and the sick and the lost. We're living in the last days. And we need to be doers of the word, not only hearers. Because we see the golden bowls and they are the wrath God's wrath that's on the earth. It's going to be his judgment and we need to get out there and tell people about the love of Christ because we need to know the new song and celebrate the redemption work of the son. Okay? Because he is the redemption. He is the one that redeemed us from the from the nasty life that we lived before we came to Christ. Believers, Come to him, know him more. Non-believers, receive him. Re receive the blood of Jesus and know that you will be relieved of the sinful desires that you have. And God will forgive you for your sins and take you to places you've never been before in your life. I say this because I mean it. Heaven is weeping for you to receive him. Angels are praying right now for you to come to him. Heaven is rejoicing when someone comes to Christ and they have a beautiful celebration. 
people are praying for believers to go out and help non-believers come to know Him. And that's what we need to do. There's so much to cover in chapter 5. And we're going to go back next week. And we're going to go over certain things that are in this chapter. But we'll go and we'll end with this. Father, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for you being worthy, Lord. Because we are not. Lord, we need you, Lord Jesus. We come that we ask that you, Father, we know that nobody will knows what this scroll uh, says. We know that this scroll, Father, is truly for your eyes only, and no man is worthy to open it. But Father, open our hearts, open our minds, and open our uh, conscience so that we may receive your blessings, Father, and that others can be blessed by what we do for you. Lord, use us as a living instrument, Father, so that we can praise you, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy, Father. You are the Lamb of God. You are the one who had been slain. Oh, Christ, we love you. Oh, Lord, John the Baptist called you the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so we know that your horns are the are power and strength, and you have the authority to rule everything that it talks about in Daniel chapter 7, verse 8. And so, Father, we come before you now, and we thank you for your, your love, Father. Lord, judge the world in your due time, Father, but give us more time, Father, because we know you're graceful. We know you're graceful and merciful. Give us time to get your word out. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> God bless you guys, and thank you for growing in His Word. Listen, next week we're going to talk about the uh, more about the tribulation, the pre-trib. <laughs> we're going to get into the first seal now, the conqueror in chapter 6. We're going to get into so much of what we talked about today, but we're going to carry it on to chapter 6 and get more into the revelation side. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word. And remember, focus on Jesus, not the politics. <laughs>